All right, cool. Hello, Facebook. Good afternoon. I am so glad that you are with us today. Um, so I am just making sure that we are all connected to Facebook and that we're actually live because, you know, Facebook can be a little wonky with these things. Uh, let's see. Here we are. All right, cool. All right, so as you are filing in, um, so Nate, do you have, um, would you like to be able to share your screen? Yes, I would love that. I've got a deck built out that I'm very quickly going to go through. We're not going to have time to cover all of it because I thought I'll show a portion of the deck that I've built out. I'm going to show the Gusto Pro dashboard, which is a recent design change and what you'll have access to if you do become a Gusto partner. And then I thought I would pivot over to taking a peek at our new certification course um, that I think might be of interest to this group. Awesome. Um, yeah, so the Zoom start? link, the Zoom link today is actually not, um, it's not working. We had to use a different one. So bear with us as we do this. So can you see the um, share screen at the bottom? Yeah, it looks like I do not have the ability to share right now. You might have to give me the permissions. All right, let me just see. Um, advanced sharing options, all participants. Okay, there you go. So you should be good. Awesome. Perfect. And are you able to see the screen okay, Kristen? Yes, I can see it. Great, let me just get into present mode. All right, beautiful. Okay, so yeah, it's coming up, awesome. Awesome. So I'll get started again. This might feel a little quick because I know we only have 25 minutes, but I can certainly come back or if anybody wants to reach out to me afterwards. Uh, my email is very easy. It's just nate at gusto.com. And so oh, that's wicked easy. Wicked easy. I'm here to show you um, and teach you a little bit about Gusto's platform. Um, and then we'll kind of go through this deck pretty quickly. And then I'll toggle over again to showing you what the Gusto Pro dashboard actually looks like in action and then the certification as well. And then I will send this deck to you, Kristen, afterwards. And okay, great. if people are interested in becoming a Gusto partner, the people platform right here is a hyperlink where if they do end up signing up, we have a promotion going on right now where if you use this link to sign up and you end up bringing three clients to Gusto in the, in the first 12 months, you will receive a $500 Amazon gift card. That is pretty awesome. So that's kind of, you know, I, I talked to you guys a little bit about like affiliate stuff before. So this is kind of one of those relationships where you get paid for helping your customers. Yeah, absolutely. And I can certainly speak to that a little, in a little bit more depth here in a moment. We'll go ahead and get started. And so just quick background about myself. My name is Nate Watson. I'm a partner advisor at Gusto. So I form strategic partnerships with accountants, bookkeepers, anybody that works with business clients that need payroll. The beautiful part about Gusto's platform is you can either manage payroll on behalf of your clients, or you can just invite them to be under your partnership umbrella, where you can actually earn different perks and rewards as well. What you can expect today, just a key understanding of Gusto, you know, our mission is your mission, people platform and advisory approach and the journey of the employer and their employees. Um, the people platform in your firm, so onboarding, running payroll, offering benefits in 401k and HR tools. 
and then people advisory certification and our playbook. So essentially what we're trying to do with Gusto is you have these clients that are coming to you and you're doing the bookkeeping. We want to help you expand your services and increase your revenue. And so how we do that is you do their bookkeeping, then you can use a platform like Gusto to manage their payroll as well. And then you can use our certification and playbook, which will show you how to step into more of an advisory role. You're going to have clients that are coming to you with a lot of questions um, around benefits, HR, you know, you're a trusted person that they can turn to, and we're going to position you in a way where you can be an advisor to them and actually charge for that. And then just a little bit about me, we'll do this one quick. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, graduated from the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk. I'm based out here in Denver. And then doing the long engagement, we're supposed to get married in a couple of weeks, pushing it off the next September. And then I'm a dog dad. This is Millie and Wheezy. If you hear him barking in the background, just ignore it. And then our mission, create a world where work empowers a better life. These are our three pillars, peace of mind, great place to work, personal prosperity. Kind of how we look at it is the employees really run the business. We want to make sure that the employees are happy. If the employees are happy and being productive, it means the business is doing well. And if the business is doing well, then your firm is in turn doing well too. And then I'll, I'll send this deck out afterwards to Kristen again, um, just so that we can get it into everybody's hands. But these are just some of the small, the challenges that small businesses face. It's hiring, retaining staff, When's a good time to offer healthcare? That's what the people advisory will teach you on a good moment when you can advise clients on, hey, it looks like you've reached a certain threshold. You may wanna consider rolling out health, vision, and dental insurance. Here's how you can do it. Um, government regulations, federal income taxes, the economy. I won't read all of these, but um, you get the point. And then this is the Gusto People platform. So in the middle is the small business owner. Starting in the top right, you know, obviously we do the payroll first and foremost. We'll handle the compliance and everything, HR as well, and then benefits. So Gusto has three different plans. We actually just released a fourth plan um, last week, which I can go into a little bit more depth in a minute, but essentially there's a plan for everybody. And with our subscription-based model, where we don't have any hidden fees, it's extremely easy to forecast what your clients are gonna be paying, or if you decide to get billed in lieu of your clients, what you would be paying um, so you can bundle your package together. And then you and your clients are going to love Gusto. These are just a couple of stats. 85% um, of customers say Gusto is easier than their previous payroll provider. We partner with 4,500 accounting and bookkeeping firms. 94% um, of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. Um, we have the highest net promoter score in the industry. So when you're referring out different softwares and different companies for your clients to use, a net promoter score is always a good gauge of customer satisfaction and how happy clients that use Gusto are and how willing they would be to recommend Gusto to other small businesses. Onboarding and running payroll. So <clears throat> Gusto steps in, pretty much we can send an offer letter You'll go through the background checks. Your clients will go through the background checks. When you're ready to extend the offer letter is when the life cycle of Gusto kicks into gear. You can send out offer letters, invite employees to go through a self-directed onboarding process where we can automate doing their W-4s, I-9s, filing their new hire reports. We have an integrated partner for workers' compensation and then obviously be running the payroll. And then full service payroll. Every single plan that we offer 
we'll handle all of the local, state, and federal payroll taxes so that you and the client really don't have to worry about it at all. Once you get through the setup process and you're processing payroll, Gusto is going to withhold taxes each time payroll is processed, and then we'll take care of paying those off to the corresponding agencies in the correct amounts when they become due. We're in all 50 states. The beauty of the subscription-based model that we have, each plan just has a monthly base price and then a per employee per month charge as well. So it's very easy to forecast what that cost is going to be. And then what differentiates us from some of our competitors is that you have unlimited payrolls that you can run in any given month. So if the client is running payroll on a weekly basis, monthly basis, the price is not going to change. Um, you have those unlimited payrolls. We also have an autopilot feature. If all employees are on salary, you just can turn on the autopilot feature and those payrolls are going to run automatically. I love autopilot. It is it's so awesome. It's the best. And then at the bottom here, free amendments for current Gusto clients. That's a pretty big one because that can be a substantial charge that some of our competitors will get you on. Um, if the client is running payroll on Gusto, any amendment, payroll reversal, anything like that is all going to be included in our pricing structure. There truly are no hidden fees when it comes to using Gusto. Medical, dental, vision, and more. So why offer benefits? 81% of employees view health insurance as a must-have. 76% of employees believe employers have a responsibility for health insurance and the well-being of their employees. If your clients are offering health insurance, it's a great way to attract and retain clients or retain employees as well. So you're not continually having that employee turnover, dealing with fluctuating SUI rates, um, investing time and money to continue to train new employees as well. And I'll take a quick pause here. Kristen, I know you're gonna see if any questions were coming in. We're about 12 minutes in, a little less than half the time. Um, is there anything that's come up quite yet? No, so far people just said that, you know, they've recently signed up. Um, so if you guys have questions as you're going through this, feel free to um, feel free to pop them in the chat and I'll make sure that Nate gets an answer for you. Perfect. And then we're working towards having health insurance in all 50 states. Right now we're in 38 states plus Washington, D.C. And so this is the small group health insurance market. If you're not familiar, there's small group and there's large group. Small group health insurance rates are fixed based on employee demographics. And so this is where Gusto can really become an all-in-one solution because we can do the payroll, obviously, but then we can also help manage the health insurance policies. And we manage these policies for free. And because the small group health insurance market is fixed, those rates are fixed. If they're using a local broker or if they decide to use Gusto instead, the premiums remain the same, but the benefit is that employees can go through open enrollment on our platform. We can speak directly with carriers on the client's behalf. Um, any life event change or if they need to add somebody to the policy can actually be done through the employee's profile. Each employee, regardless of what plan they're on, is gonna have their own employee profile account where they sign in with their username and password. The username is just their email. And that's where they can at the beginning where they'll enter in their federal and state withholding allowances, the bank account they want to get paid through. And then if they need to make any updates, they can do that on their own. So they're not turning to the business owner or to maybe you in order to go into Gusto and make that update. Yeah, I think one of the one of the greatest things about this is a lot of the small businesses I work for have employees that aren't always the most responsible. And so we are constantly reissuing pay stubs and W-2s 
before gusto and now it's like we don't have any of those requests anymore they're gone absolutely and they just grab those w-2s and pay subs directly from that profile that you just mentioned and even if the employees have questions they can actually reach out direct to gusto as well so you can redirect the employees reach out to us and we're the experts in our own platform so we'll be able to get them taken care of very very quickly on your behalf and then there's additional benefits managed by Gusto, commuter benefits, HSA, health FSA, dependent FSA, 529 college savings, then life and disability. These are some ancillary benefits that Gusto can manage if we're managing the small group health insurance policy. We do have to manage that small group health insurance policy in order to also manage these. I'm gonna skip this one because depending on you may have a different advisor um, that you get signed up with, but we have licensed benefits advisors. Essentially, there's two different teams. One that specializes in if you have a client that wants to offer benefits for the first time, so they'll help obtain quotes and select a plan that best fits the employee's needs. The other is if the client potentially has benefits already and they just want to transfer them over to Gusto so that we can begin taking over managing them. Retirement savings and HR advisory. And so for this part, I'm going to speak to the HR advisory because that's one of our top plans. We have the core, the complete, and the concierge. The concierge plan comes with a team of three SHRM certified HR professionals that can help get a customized employee handbook in place and answer compliance and HR questions. So if you're planning to work with a lot of small businesses, what you're going to find is that a lot of small businesses are going to be in a spot where they know they need compliance and HR support, but they're probably not quite at that point where they can hire on their own SHRM certified HR professional. Um, that's usually like a 80 to $120,000. So a lot of them can't afford to put them on their own payroll. Instead, you can take advantage of Gusto's concierge plan, and that can be a nice bridge or even an ancillary benefit when they do hire on a SHRM certified HR pro, because getting that employee handbook in place is pretty crucial when it comes to um, the life cycle of an employee because you want to make sure that you have each job description be very detailed. So when an employee shows up for work for the first day, it's not going to come as a surprise. It helps prevent employee turnover, which again helps maintain cost um, for your clients. These are a couple that I'm going to skip. We have 13 minutes. So this is an important part. Gusto was specifically designed for small businesses. It was created because we saw there was a gap in service level for small businesses across the country. You have your legacy providers like ADP and Paychex, where they're a little bit more geared towards large companies from a couple hundred to a couple of thousand. Um, but for Gusto, we specifically dove into the small business market. So what's a good fit for Gusto? It's a U.S.-based company because we're only in the U.S. that has an employee size of 1 to 100. Professional services, real estate, family offices, technology, nonprofit. We have contractor-only accounts available in all 50 states now. But we do have a couple of limitations. So not a good fit. International employees or businesses, anything over 100 employees, while we would love to help those businesses out, because we're so specialized in the small group or in the small business market, we wouldn't want to onboard a company that maybe has to move off of our platform in a couple of months or a year. So we want to make sure that it's the best overall fit and best overall experience for yourself, clients, and Gusto, um, that we make sure they're a good fit for coming on board. 
And then we don't currently file the 943, which is an agricultural business form, Schedule H, which is household employees, and then requires check delivery. We actually have a new partnership with CheckKeeper, I believe is their name, where you actually can use CheckKeeper and Gusto for mail delivery together. Awesome. And I know um, I'm, it's funny because I've had clients before that said, you know, no, we have to be able to print checks for payroll. And when you talk to their employees, they're like, no, we're good. Like, yes, we want direct deposit because they know they get their money faster if they have direct deposit. So um, that has not been an issue for any of my clients. I know some people, some will drag their feet and say, no, they have to have this, but it's not the case. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And it's definitely one of those things where you may just assume that they want to continue having check delivery, but a simple question could actually lead you to understanding that maybe it's actually a pain point that they're having in a COVID environment, especially. Maybe they would prefer direct deposit instead of having to head to a bank um, in order to cash a check. And then here are some partner resources. So this is the new normal. We have an in-app COVID-19 command center. We've come out with just a ton of information and created a specialized team to help support everything COVID related, including allowing customers to defer their gusto payments for a couple of months if they need that additional cash flow or just completely pause if they're no longer running payroll at the moment. There's employee dismissal and furlough features, emergency paid sick leave and FMLA support, um, the PPP reporting tools and bulk client PPP tools, tax credit and social security tax deferral options. Um, we're very quick to turn around these new tools because we have that entire team. So there's still new laws that are coming out around COVID and we are super quick to get those turned around and implement them onto our platform so that we can support your firm and your clients as issues come up. And then this is probably the last slide that I'll cover before I toggle over into showing the Gusto Pro dashboard and our certification and then opening it up for questions. But these are the perks and rewards that you earn at, by becoming a Gusto partner. And so the, the real rewards kick in when you become a bronze level partner. I guess when you're a starter, we're going to give you free account to process payroll through. So if you're already at a point where you're ready to take a W-2 wage, you can go ahead and get set up on Gusto for free. Um, between that and certification, both great ways to really understand the platform, go through what onboarding's like, processing payroll and getting paid through Gusto is like. So when you're making that recommendation to a small business client, you can say, hey, we use it internally. This is why I know it's going to be a good fit for what your business needs are. You also get that dedicated partner advisor. That's myself. And then we have an entire team of dedicated advisors. We help evaluate which clients are gonna be a good fit for Gusto, assist with setting up free migrations for those clients if they're coming over from another provider, work strategically with your firm to maybe put some options out there for some tech stacks that can help potentially optimize things internally and help with your own, um, how your own firm operates as well. And then the flexible payment options for you and your clients, we have three of them. We can either bill your client at the discounted rate, and I'll talk about the discounts in a minute, or we can bill your client in full and issue you revenue share. Or if you wanna move into that value-based pricing model where you're bundling payroll with other services like book, bookkeeping, we can bill your firm direct as well. And so that's the starter. That's all the perks you get immediately after signing up. For the bronze level, once you have three clients on our platform, it comes with that 10% discount or revenue share. Um, which again, we can either bill direct to the client or just issue you the ACH payments. 
Um, we also allow you to then join our partner directory. So if you're trying to grow your firm and you want a little free marketing exposure, you fill out a partner directory, we'll post your information to our website. And we have about 400 small business clients that are browsing our website daily. And a lot of them are looking for that bookkeeping and accounting support. So this is our way where we make it a true partnership. You're putting clients on our platform. We're trying our best to kick them back your way as well. And these discounts and revenue share that I'm going to speak of, they go in perpetuity and never taper off. So as long as your clients are on Gusto's dashboard and under your partnership umbrella, they'll always be able to get the discount. You can always take the revenue share. The silver level is 15 or more clients. It's a 15% discount or the 15% revenue share. And then it also opens up our VIP care team. Going back to the net promoter score, we already have the best customer service in the industry, and this is the best of the best. So once you're a silver level partner, all of your phone calls and emails get auto-routed to the most senior care team members for faster service. Top, top level is our gold level partnership. It's 50 or more clients and a 20% discount. And then before I exit out of this slide deck, Kristen, are there any questions? So, um, so Diana asked, would a solopreneur benefit from using Gusto, for example, for insurance and 401k? So if they are running payroll, they could. You do need to run payroll in order to get set up with a Gusto account. So if they're at that point where they're gonna be taking a W-2 wage, that is when they can optimize using Gusto. And then they can do the pre-tax health, vision and dental insurance, as well as setting up a 401k too. Yeah, so they'd have, they'd have to be an S corporation in order to be yeah. able to do that. Now you can, so now late, Nate, let me ask you a question. So it says that you guys do contractor support, but you have to have employees in order to be able to do the contractor support. You can't just have, you, you can't sign up for a Gusto account to just do contractor payments. So this may need to be updated because we did just re recently release contractor only payments in all 50 states. It used to just be in okay. three of them. Then we went ahead and really sit in all 50. So you can do contractor only, but yes, to go back to making the S-Corp collection, you would need to make the S-Corp collection selection, get on a W-2. Um, and that's what a lot of our strategic partnerships will do is they'll advise um, solopreneurs on when to make that S-Corp election, mm -hmm. because once you can take that reasonable salary, um, there can be significant cost savings on the taxes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Great. Perfect. So I'm just going to exit out of here. And then if we went back to the first slide to that link that I mentioned, um, it will get redirected here. So if you're ready to sign up, it would just be first, last name, work email address, and your firm name. And then this is the Gusto Pro dashboard that I was referring to. It's got a very sleek design. On the left, you'll see it has dashboard. This is the COVID-19 resource hub that if we clicked into here, um, it's got the PPP forgiveness report. It's got banks and lenders accepting PPP loans, bulk paycheck protection program report, um, everything that you need when it comes to COVID-19. This would be your client list on Gusto. We've got our little pig walking across. Um, so you can easily see everybody who is on the platform, what their status is, where they're located, number of employees, business type, the plan as well. Um, and then firm directory. If you wanted to add additional firm members so that they can help to manage these clients, you just invite them in with an email address. Um, and let me go back to the dashboard here. I do know we're running out of time, but here is the Gusto Learn People Advisory Certification. So you'll have access to getting this certification. 
after you get enrolled in the Gusto Partner Program. And I've got the tab already open, so I'm just going to toggle over here. This is what it looks like. It's 15 modules. There are five that are for payroll, five that are for benefits, and then five that are for HR. And so it's it's got a very sleek design as well. And it's going to show you how you can use Gusto to expand your services within your clients. So again, you're probably bringing these clients on as bookkeepers. By partnering with Gusto, you can then offer payroll by doing this certification and then getting our playbook, we'll show you how, where these advisory moments are. Hey, it looks like you're making enough revenue to actually hire on another employee. Um, hey, it looks like at this point would be a good time to start offering um, health, vision, and dental insurance to help attract and retain talent. And then following the completion of the certification, you will get the playbook as well. This is our advisory hub. So if I just went back to the dashboard here, this is the section, if you were to hit get started, redirects you to this tab. Definitely check out this video. Um, it was the webinar that we launched July 30th, the future of accounting bookkeeping profession. And then the playbooks and toolkits. This is the people advisory playbook um, that, I, that I've mentioned a couple of times now, but we'll continue to put out additional resources within this advisory hub um, to make things easier for you and just to help you become more advisors. So you get a PDF version that you can download um, I'll just go to the table of contents here. So it's People Advisory powered by Gusto, transforming your practice through People Advisory, understanding the natural order of selling People Advisory, charging clients for People Advisory services. Um, what a lot of our partners found before, especially in a COVID environment, is they are handling a lot of these inquiries from clients, but they're not necessarily charging for them. So you can position this as you are a strategic advisor, you're doing their booking, their payroll, and you're an advisor to them. And you have this monthly subscription-based charge that you do um, charge the clients for. And then automating people advisory workflows with a modern tech stack, a fulfilling and rewarding future awaits. And so I'll just quickly scroll, kind of see what it looks like. This is Will Lopez, he's the author. Yeah, so this is gonna be great for you guys. This is gonna, this is gonna fill in. I know a lot of you, when you're getting clients, your clients are asking you questions about payroll. They're asking you questions about benefits. They're asking you questions about all sorts of things. This certification is gonna help you address some of those questions and help get them onto the Gusto platform so that their payroll is all taken care of, and you know that you know, that everything is being calculated correctly, all of their employees are taken care of, and as they grow, they're gonna be able to get the benefits that they need through this platform. Yep, absolutely, and if there are ever any questions too, that's why you have a dedicated partner advisor on Gusto's side. I certainly work with partners that prefer to be a little bit more hands-off. So when they have a client that walks through the door that needs payroll, they just introduce them to me. I have a quick 15 minute phone call conversation. My role is to answer questions that they have, make sure that Gusto is a good fit for their needs, help them through the onboarding process, and then walk them through running their first payroll as well. So you can lean on us. We can be hands-on, hands-off, whatever you prefer on how you'd like to operate your bookkeeping firm. Awesome. All right, do you guys have any other questions for Nate before we let him go? I'll give them a second. Nate, I want to thank you so much. Um, I know it's a little bit of time delay between what we're doing and what they're seeing. So um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the call today with all this information. You're going to get us the slide deck. 
Um, the link is going to be in the slide deck and it's also in the Facebook group. Um, it's one of the announcements in the Facebook group. You'll see there's a gusto post in there. So you can use either one of those um, to sign up for your account. You don't have to wait and you should not wait until you've got a client to bring over. You should sign up for this ahead of time, get that certification so that you can add that to your toolkit. Um, and then you'll be all set to go when you do have clients to bring onto the platform. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I love reaching a new audience like this. And again, if any questions, one-off questions come up, just shoot me an email, nate at gusto.com. We can find a time to connect. And, you know, I, I slimmed down this presentation to about 30 minutes. It usually covers about an hour. Um, but if there's enough interest, I can certainly give the back half of it as well if there's availability in the upcoming weeks too. So happy to come back if uh, we're interested here. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And then I assume no questions at this time. Uh, so, all right. So Lisa said, so we sign up for free. We get the advisor training and we get three pay clients wanting payrolls. We change to the next level and begin getting and begin getting charged for the service. Do I have this correct? No. So every client is going to get charged for it. It's just once you hit three clients, there's either a 10% discount for the client or a 10% revenue share for you. So Correct. that's how that works. Yeah, free free for you to sign up and go through the certification. And then as you land your first one, two and three clients, you'll put them on Gusto's platform and they will still, they'll get their first month free as part of your partnership with Gusto. They'll start paying in their second and third months. Um, but then after you do reach that three client threshold, that's when you start to either get that 10% discount or you're taking that 10% as a revenue share. Right, and I'll tell you that adds up pretty quick. Yeah, I have, be I, I have partners on the platform that are taking the revenue share and you know, they're, they're having their clients sign up for the complete and concierge plans because that has the HR tools and the HR advisory and they're getting thousands of dollars in revenue share per month. Yeah. And so certainly. So, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you always kind of complain, you know, you've got clients that they ask you questions and you're not really charging them for it and, you know, which you should be, but this yeah. kind of helps offset that a little bit, um, you know, in those circumstances. So um, it is, it is a great feature. All right. That's great. Thanks, Nate, so much. We appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. I hope everybody has a great rest of the day and hopefully we'll all be chatting soon. All right. Take care. Right. See ya. All right, guys. I hope that that was helpful for you. Um, so I'm going to, if anybody wants to, let me see if I still have this. If anybody wants to hop on um, Zoom with me for the rest of the call, um, you know, if I, it, it's always good to see your, your shining faces. Um, we've got a ton of questions today. So I don't know if we're going to get through all of them in the 27 minutes that we've got left today. Um, also, some of these we might end up using tomorrow um, in, the, in the live call. So, all right. <clears throat> you guys ready to keep going? I'm going to get some more water. <sighs> and hopefully the storms here will, uh, will hold off. But if, if you guys have any questions that you want to ask me about Gusto and how it works, I'm happy to answer those for you. Hello. All right. So now Charity's with me. Very cool. Very cool. I love when you guys hop on. It's awesome. Okay. So let me just pin my video there. There we go. All right.
but yeah, so we're expecting thunderstorms here. As actually, it's funny during my interview, I told you guys I was doing with Aubrey. Um, I lost power <laughs> like 30 minutes in. So I'm trying to reschedule with her. We're going to see if, uh, if we can do that or if um, we've got to go with what we've got. Okay. Um, first question. I added a new business to my Wave account, gave her admin authority, but she can see all the accounts and not just hers. It's my Geek Pack partner. So she's just getting started. Um, how do you do that? So what you need to do is you need to not add her on your account. You need to make sure that you are in her account when you do the ad and you just give her access to her account. Um, and I'm sure if you Google it, there are probably videos for that on how to do that. So um, that's, that's how I would do that. Okay. But yeah, it's, you have to be really careful about where you are in the software when you add her in. Um, question about partnerships. Is a share of profit the same as draws from profit? No. So a share of profit is typically, um, when we talk about share of profit, that is the profit that um, is being divvied up when you pay taxes. Okay. Draws from profit is the actual money that comes out of the partnership. Okay. So a draw is actual physical withdrawals taken. Typically when we talk about share of profit, we're talking about um, the amount that's going to go on the K-1 that'll end up on the shareholder's tax return. Um, let's see. Um, okay. So for any of you who want more practice on entries, um, I'm working on that because I'm teaching a class where I'm going to have to do it. Um, you can also go to my website, accountingandfocus.com. And I'm going to put the link in accountingandfocus.com has a ton of um, information if you want a better understanding of how the accounting piece actually works. Um, this is the website. Basically what I did back in 2014, um, my students were complaining that accounting textbooks were too confusing. And so I wrote a financial accounting textbook and a managerial accounting textbook, and I put them online as blog posts. Um, and so that's what that website is. So since I put up that website, I think we've helped about 6 million people um, on that website. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but I am like, I am actually writing like another problem. It's accountinginfocus.com. Here, I'll put it in the chat in, uh, in here also. Let's see. We have everyone accountinginfocus.com. Yeah. So that's my website. Um, and there's a YouTube channel too. So there's lots of videos and stuff that you guys can watch. So that's only if you want like more of the accounting stuff, which I know some of you have like are really, really interested in that piece. Um, I have a new client who uses Wave who hasn't reconciled since 2018. What is the best way to do that? Okay, so if you need to do a big jump in, um, in reconciling, and it doesn't matter if it's QuickBooks or Wave or Zero or whatever you're using, it doesn't matter. Um, so the first question you have to ask yourself is, do I need a balance sheet for this, for this client? Okay, and what does that mean? A balance sheet goes on the tax return for partnerships and S-corporations. Okay. You do not have a balance sheet for sole proprietorships. Okay. So if they're sole proprietorship, 
no balance sheet if they're an S corp or partnership or C corp balance sheet, okay? So the reason that that is important is because there are cash balances on the tax return if it's a partnership or an S corporation. Okay, this also applies to nonprofits as well. I know some of you are working with nonprofits. So if there is a balance sheet in place, you can't adjust the prior year numbers, right? If a tax return's already been filed, I can't put a plug figure in, in order to um, make the, the reconciliation work if it doesn't, okay? So if, and the other thing too is, if you go through and you do this and it's a giant figure, um, then you need to talk to the client because if the accountant used this to do their tax return, they may want to amend the tax return, okay? So what I typically do with this is if it's a sole proprietorship, I will take the, I will do the reconciliation as of the last day of the year before I want to start reconciling. So let's say I want to reconcile for 2019, okay? And this, this client hasn't reconciled at all for 2018. So what I want to do is I'm going to say, okay, my, my date that I want to start reconciling is January 1st of 2019, right? Because I'm going to reconcile January of 2019 and every month forward. That's what I'm being hired to do. If it is a sole proprietorship, I am going to do a reconciliation as of December 31st, okay? December 31st, 2018. If it is a partnership or an S corporation, I'm going to do the reconciliation as of 1-1-2019. So notice there's only, a, it's only one day difference, but what does that do? If I put it in 2018, the, the adjustment will be in 2018. If I put it as January 1st, 2019, any adjustment I make will be in 2019, okay? And it won't affect my 2018 tax return, okay? All right, so I know that that's kind of like a big distinction between the two, but it makes a huge difference. Now, then what I will do is I will put in the ending date from the December 31st, 2018 tax or uh, bank statement. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, wait a minute. In one of them, you did 1 1 2019. The balance on 1 1 2019 and the balance on December 31st of 2018 are the same, right? The opening balance on the December statement and the, I'm sorry, the closing balance on the December statement and the opening balance on the January statement are the same balance, right? If you look at the two bank statements, that's what happens, right? Right? Okay. So since that's the case, um, you're going to have the same balance either way. Okay. So I'm going to put in the balance as of December 31st, 2018 from the bank statement, just like I'm reconciling any other month. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to select all. Okay. I'm going to select all. And then I'm just going to go back through the end of December and see if there are any transactions that I marked off as cleared that didn't actually clear the bank. Okay, so it's almost like you're doing a little mini, a mini reconciliation just for the month of December. And what you're trying to do is you're just trying to figure out, is there anything hanging out from December that did not clear? Okay, this isn't an option. This isn't a huge issue if you've got clients that don't write checks and they, de they timely deposit all their stuff. 
if you have a client that writes a lot of checks and holds their deposits, then this might you know, take you a little bit longer, okay? Then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna see how much my difference is, okay? If your difference is a couple dollars, if it's 20 bucks, you know, if it's less than like, really in a lot of cases, if it's less than like 200, okay, then you're probably all right. If it's thousands or tens of thousands of dollars off, you need to have a conversation with the client, okay? The conversation you need to have with the client is, look, I just went back. I tried to reconcile everything like you hired, you know, I need to start off with good numbers for 2019. When I tried to reconcile your books, it was off by a lot. And so I know that you've already done your taxes, but if it's really off by this much, you might need to amend your taxes. And then what I would do is I propose to the client, you know, I would like to go back and reconcile 2018. This is how much it would cost for me to do that. Um, and all you're doing is reconciling, right? Because hopefully, you know, most of the transactions are in there. You can kind of see maybe there's some duplicates in there. Maybe I don't know why it's off, but for some reason it's off. Um, so a lot of times you could do that for maybe like three, three to $400, right? I mean, once you kind of get into the reconciliation cycle, what I typically find is that if there's an issue, it's like a month or two of issues. Like sometimes what happens is the client didn't go in for a while. So some of the transactions are missing. Um, it'll probably take you like an hour to kind of go through and clean all that up. So, you know, but I was kind of quotes and be like, look for, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, I can fix this for you. Um, or I'm gonna have to make a really big adjustment this year. And depending on the way it swings, right, it might not be super favorable for them to do that. Um, so you just got to kind of talk to the client about it and see what the client wants to do. Okay. Um, but I would not be plugging, you know, gigantic adjustments, um, without a plan, you know, to talk to the client and see how we're going to fix this. Okay. So you got to be careful with stuff like that. Okay. So I hope that helps. And then all you have to do is hit the reconcile now button. Once you've decided, you know, that you're going to do it. Um, and then what you can do um, is it's probably going to post it to like owner's equity or something called reconciliation differences. You can then move that. So if it's only, you know, if it's a small amount, you can move it to cost of goods sold. If they use that, you can use it to office expense, um, you know, put it into an account that has, you know, some sort of balance. If it's income, like say they had to add to the balance, then put it to the revenue account. Um, because that's showing that they have revenue maybe they missed a deposit, you know, something happened there. Okay. So that's how you handle that. Um, let's see. All right. That we dealt with that we dealt with. Um, okay. I signed up for QBO, but I'm not sure what to put as my accounting firm name. Cause I don't have a name yet. So if you have not, you know, if you haven't figured out your, LLC or your DBA, um, which we're going to talk about. Well, actually, we'll talk about that too. Um, what do you put for your firm name? You can just put your name and change it later. Okay. Um, remember, my firm name is my name, right? So you can just put your name in and, and that'll be fine. Okay. Um, for, for setting up your business, 
I know for some of you, you know, you're struggling with, do I set up an LLC? Do I do a DBA? What do I do? I don't know. Um, at this point, I want you to take the path of least resistance so you can get clients. Okay. And so if the path of least resistance is paying $20 in your state or how, you know, to get an LLC, rather than having to publish your name in papers to get a DBA and go to the county and whatever, then that's the path of least resistance. Um, if the path of least resistance right now is I'm going to file a DBA because it's just a piece of paper and filing an LLC in my state is $500, I want you to file a DBA, okay? But you need to have a structure so that we can get you an EIN and get through the rest of the setup, okay? Um, I know some of you are like, you know, I don't have the money to do an LLC, then fine, do a DBA, okay? Because um, my fear is that if you wait, okay, until you can save up the money to do the LLC or make sure that, you know, you're good with the LLC, um, then the problem is then you can't build your Facebook page, you can't start your marketing, and now you're way behind, right? And so like for me, when I started my business, I'm just like, I am Kristen L. Ingram. Um, and if I use my name, um, like I can start today, right? Because there's actually a rule in Connecticut that you don't need a DBA if you use your name because DBA means doing business as. I'm not doing business as something else. I'm Kristen Ingram CPA. So if that's the case, then you just go like, boom, go, right? Um, and, and you're good to go. So like if you... You know, if you signed up, um, you know, as your name, right? And I, I'm just going to go here because I'm, I'm looking at the questions and the thing. Um, if you went in as Miranda Broadbent Bookkeeping, then you can do a DBA, okay? Because you're not doing business as something that's not your name, okay? Um, can you open a DBA before instead of an LLC? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. The only thing is if you do that and you change to an LLC later, you're going to have to set up your LLC, get a new EIN and roll everything over. I've done it before. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but it's not impossible. Okay. We did this in 2017 when we started Ingram Digital Media. So prior to 2017, I did everything underneath my name. Okay. Um, Everything was done underneath everything. So accounting and focus was under my name. The podcast we had was under my name. All our Amazon affiliate stuff was under my name. Everything was under my name. In 2017, we said, no, we're going to split off all of the other income and put it in its own company. So we started Ingram Digital Media because it's owned by Jeff and I. We got an operating agreement. We did all the things we were supposed to do. Wow, that tree's really blowing behind me, huh? Uh, <laughs> I just see leaves. Um, we got a new EIN, we got new bank accounts, we started a new QuickBooks file. Um, we did all the things that we have to do. And then now we have two businesses instead of one. It took me parts of three days, I think, to do it all. Okay. So it's not like insurmountable. You know, I know I sometimes I'm like, you know, yeah, but you got to start all of everything over. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but it's not something that's, you know, it'll take you a couple of days to do. So if you're waiting going, oh, I don't have the money to do the LLC and it's expensive. And now I'll tell you, like in Connecticut, I think forming an LLC is like 80 bucks, I think. Um, 
you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that's crazy. Like Massachusetts is $500. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing an LLC in Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's, but I don't want you to like, I don't want you to wait because I need you to get your EIN and start getting your marketing machine moving. Um, and I'm seeing like, I'm, I'm seeing cause a whole bunch of you friend me and I love that. I'm seeing your posts, like, you know, I'm, I'm learning, I'm seeing like screenshots of the course. I'm seeing shots of like you working on your decks. Um, like, I think that's awesome. That is so great. Okay. Cause you're showing the process like, Hey guys, I'm going to be a bookkeeper and I'm going through this training and I'm going to be looking for clients soon. And you're keeping your name out there. So people are starting to think of you as a bookkeeper. Okay. It was really funny today. So I was in, uh, I had my annual appointment with my OBGYN today and she was like, so are you still doing that bookkeeping thing? Now, mind you, I see her once a year, right? So when I saw her a year ago, there were 40 people in bookkeeper training school. She's like, are you still doing that bookkeeping thing? I'm like, yes. She's like, oh, that's cool. How's it going? I'm like, we have 340 people now. She's like, oh my God. But she remembered from one conversation. Now think about this. This is an OBGYN. What do you do all day? You work with moms or people who are going to become moms, right? She's, she wrote down the name of my course. She's like, I'm going to put this and she put it like on her laptop. And she's like, if I hear moms that need this, I'm going to tell my moms. How cool is that, right? We think we're like, we can't, you know, we, we think that we shouldn't tell anybody what we're doing. Tell everybody what you're doing. Even if it's just in passing. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going through bookkeeper training. I'm going to become a bookkeeper. Put that seed in people's minds. Okay. It is like the greatest marketing that you can do. Okay. Can you direct me to the video that shows how to set up accounts? I want to review it again and can't find it. Is it to, to set up QuickBooks? Is that the video you're looking for? Let me know. And what expense would you put? Um, logo creation is advertising or marketing. It just depends on which one you use. Some people have advertising and marketing as one account. That's okay. But yeah, anything related to advertising. Yeah, it was the video where you showed how to uh, set up like um, an actual account in QuickBooks. Um, so if you go into the Empower Bookkeeper Network and you search the word account setup, um, but I think that is all in the QuickBooks, in the QuickBooks modules. I would go back to those. So if you go into Bookkeeper Training School um, and you cl click on working with QuickBooks, I think that's where it is. Okay. If not, you can use the big uh, searching all thing inside the Empower Bookkeeper Network course in your members area. Got it. Thanks. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba. Um, <sighs> okay, so um, I've got a lot of questions about QuickBooks working with other pieces of software. Okay, um, so the, the question with that is, or I guess the answer to that is, if you have issues with QuickBooks and another piece of software, not playing nicely together, contact support. Don't contact QuickBooks general support, log into your QuickBooks online account. You have specialized um, support just for pro advisors. 
Okay. And so if you go into benefits, you go log into QuickBooks, click on Pro Advisor, go to benefits. There's a phone number in there. Put save that phone number in your phone. Okay. Save it in your phone. That is the hotline you want to call. Um, the one search to rule them all in the Empower Bookkeeper Network module. That's what you're looking for. The one search to rule them all. There we go. Um, yeah, but I will tell you, I call support all the time. I call support all the time. Something's not working right. Something looks buggy, something whatever. Um, if you have a software issue, the best thing to do is call QuickBooks. And they're super nice. They're great. They're fantastic. They're awesome. Like, you know, I listen, when you are using software and that software comes with support, use the support. I do that for all the software we have. Okay. Um, I think we think like, you know, we have to, you know, we have to use the Google. Um, you don't have to use the Google, although the Google, you know, sometimes works, but if it's something that you think is buggy, just call. It's okay. It's cool. It's all right. And you know, a lot of times when you ask me really, really technical questions, I go, hmm, I'm not sure. Let me Google. And you notice a lot of times I give you videos and stuff. Google. Okay. Google is my friend. Um, I love the Google. Okay. Let's see. All right. I, I want to talk about this one a little bit and we might end up talking about this one again tomorrow in the call. Um, how does Facebook work when you share and like a page. Okay. And what do you want to encourage people to do? Um, and how does that interact with your personal profile? Okay. So, um, I, when I am interacting with other people, okay. Um, on their pages. So let me see, let me, if I see a post, I really like, okay. That I think would be helpful or would be good, or I'm just trying to like network with, with this person. I will like their post and I will share their post onto my personal page. Okay. Because that's going to give the business two different things. Okay. So first of all, when you like a post, it tells Facebook, Hey, somebody who likes this page liked this post, which means that other people who like the page might like this post as well. And so what Facebook will do is it will give it a little bit of boost in the visibility. And every additional person that likes the post, it gets a little bit more visibility because on average, um, and I know some of you have kind of commented like nobody sees my posts. Um, somewhere between six and 8% of people will see a post for a page that they like. Think about six to 8%. So if you have a hundred people who like your page between six and eight people will like, will see your post. Okay. And I see this all the time. Like, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a Facebook here. I'm just going to check. Um, now some of my posts get better, better results because people share them and I tend to share them. Um, so let's see. So on the small biz mama page, um, we have, let's see, how many likes do we have on this page? I think it's like 800 something. Um, we have 808 people who like the Small Biz Mama page. Um, and did you see, I just want, I want to share this because I'm like, I'm so proud of this. Um, so, okay, you can see my page, see? Okay, that's Lauren. 
right? And we promoted Lauren this week because she got three clients in 24 hours last week. So we promoted her page, which if you have a win, you might have, um, you might have Michelle reach out to you and ask if we can use your win and promote your page as our win of the week. Okay. So post your wins. It's very important. Okay. Um, and I don't care if it's like, I, I filled out my LLC this week. I, you know, I set up my Facebook page this week. I got a new client. I, my client said something awesome about me, whatever it is. Um, every week, we're going to pick one of you to be our win of the week. And so this post, now we've had three people share it. Okay. So I shared it to Bookkeeper Training School. Um, I shared it to my page and I think Anita shared it too. So this went up 21 hours ago and 317 people have been reached. Now think, now think about it. now I have 4,000 friends on Facebook. Anita has a couple hundred and the page has 800 likes. Okay. Pages get crappy reach. Okay. Pages get crappy reach. Like I had this one, I went live and I posted this, this went into the Empower Bookkeeper Network group. And this went into the Small Biz Mama group and the Small Biz Mama group has 3,000 people in it. 95 people have been reached by this post. Okay. So what do you do to get better reach on your posts? Okay. You encourage people to like them and you encourage people to share them. Okay. And so a lot of times what I will do is I will say, um, I will say, like, I'll put out my post, right. And I'll write up my thing and then I'll share it to my personal page and I'll say, Hey guys, um, you know, could you, you know, if you know anybody who's looking for X, could you please share this post for me? Okay. And people will do that for you. People, people will go and they will, um, they'll share the post. It is okay to ask people to share your posts. Like that's how posts get traction. Look at posts, look at posts that you interact with from pages that you like. A lot of times we'll be like, hey, don't forget to like this post. Don't forget to share this post. Okay. It's okay to do that. All right. So, um, so a like will show it to more people who like the page. A share will introduce it to a new audience, right? So when you share somebody else's post um, onto your page, there's the potential that all the people that are friends with you will see it. And those are, those may be people who don't like the page. And so that's how you kind of generate new likes is through sharing. Okay. So when you like a, when you like a post, it doesn't necessarily help your likes grow, but it may help your existing audience see. Okay. Oh, it's 301 already. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's see. I have my first client um, but several questions. He's a financial planner and wants his personal books done, but he has business expenses passed through his personal account because he said there's a law that says they can't go straight through his S corp. Although I wrote C corp. Okay. If he's got any sort of corporation, any sort of corporation, he needs to have separate accounts for the corporation. Good God almighty. Like you cannot have personal accounts and run. No. Mm -mm. So if he has an S corp or a C corp, he needs to run his expenses through it. Not his personal expenses. He needs to run his business expenses. Okay. 
So if he does not have a separate business account, um, we, we have issues and it may be that he needs to talk to another accountant. Um, but yeah, I mean, at S Corporation, that's one of those that, you know, you really have to be careful with, um, with the rules for that. Um, he's had QBO account for, that he hasn't used in three years. Um, what I would probably do, he has a lot of transactions and funds going in and out, wants to separate and have reports on his personal expenses. Um, okay, so here's probably what I would do. Um, oh boy, okay. So you need to make sure that the business is business and the personal is personal, really help him do that, okay? What I would probably do, it depends on how he wants to pay for it, but I would, um, I think what I would probably do is I would, if you're going to do the business and the personal, I would probably put the personal in wave and put the business in QBO. Okay. Um, QBO is way better for S corporations. Um, the balance sheet is much better. The reporting is much better. Um, wave is, it's kind of a pain in the butt to create new accounts. Um, so I like businesses in QBO. I am totally okay. And wave is actually set up for this, um, that you could do, um, you could do the personal in wave. You could also, if you want to stay within the, the Intuit sphere, um, Intuit owns a product called mint and mint is meant for personal accounts. Um, the reporting, you can use it on desktop. So like if he links everything up for you, you could categorize it all for him. Um, it is really good at knowing, you know, that like, for example, like out here, you know, Big Y is a grocery store or like a lot of you Kroger's a grocery store, Publix is a grocery store. Like it just kind of knows that. Um, so it's really good at a lot of the categorization. Um, it gives you nice charts so that you know where your money's going. Um, so that might be good too. Um, he also wants his paychecks broken down by categories so he can run reports and not over contribute to his IRA 401k. If he's on payroll, he should just be in Gusto. Like set him up in Gusto. Um, I know he's a financial planner, so he's not going to want to, you know, use Gusto for his 401k. Um, but what he can't, what, what it'll do is it'll keep a running paycheck of the balance. And usually what Gusto will do is it'll shut you off when you've contributed the max. So you can put in, this is the, the max amount that I can put in my retirement. And if you hit that amount, it will shut you down. It won't take out anymore. Um, Gusto's really good with employee loans for that. Um, if there's like a max amount that you want to put away, that works out really well. So yeah, um, I put him on Gusto for payroll. You don't need, um, in your bookkeeping agreement, if you're going to do business and personal, I would state that, um, you know, that you're doing both of those things um, in your contract, but you don't need anything more than your, your bookkeeping contract and your how I work document. That should be fine. Okay. Um, bada, 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 bada. Okay. Question regarding Goss, the goods sold up until this year, our material for jobs landscaping was an expense material category. I was wondering if I should add the fuel for equipment, oil, et cetera, to cost of goods sold as well, since it directly relates to the service we provide. Will that raise a red flag come tax time when we all of a sudden have that now? No, so I mean, um, 
because what's going to happen is it's going to offset the fuel expense. So if you've been putting all your fuel in one account, um, I would also look into if you're doing land, if this is your own landscaping company, um, I would look into seeing if there's a fuel tax credit for, um, for fuel you're using off-road. Um, so typically in most states, um, you're paying gas tax to help pay for the road. But if it's being used for machinery that's not going on road, you can sometimes apply for a tax credit to get some of that money back, okay? So you'd have to check with your state to see if that's something that you can do. But it shouldn't be a red flag because the fuel expense will come down, your cost of goods sold will go up. So that should be okay. Um, Vanessa's asking, what should we say exactly? Again, I'm struggling with posts. Um, Vanessa, I would go look up some bookkeepers online. You can post news articles, you can post things you're doing, you can post deadlines, you can post, I mean, we've, if, if you go back through the Empower Bookkeeper Network, we, if you look up Facebook in the OneSearch to rule them all, um, you'll probably get a whole bunch of calls where we've talked about various, um, you know, various different marketing ideas. And we also go over those two on the, um, the weekly calls that we do, um, the, the brainstorming ones. So, um, but yeah, a lot of times when I'm like, I don't know what to post, I go find other people who do what I do and just po like figure out the kinds of things that they're posting. Where do I have the, let's see. <clears throat> Let's look at the August playbook. Let's see. All right. This is um, this is Jennifer Allwood's inner circle playbook. Um, what's your why? What keeps you motivated to do what you do? Uh, share your favorite form of self-care. What are you reading? Um, ask your followers to ask you anything. Uh, share how you got your business started. Um, Let's see, have you ever had a customer tell you something that touched your, your soul? Or have you ever had a professor or a boss or somebody you've interacted with in business? Um, what's your go-to Shopify playlist when you're working in your home office? Uh, I love these, these are so good. Um, let's see, what teacher made the biggest impact on you growing up? Um, what are you most excited about in your business right now? And ask people to tell you what they're most excited about. Um, share your high and your low from the week. Um, I mean, these are all like, just, I mean, the thing is, it's like, I think we really, really overthink it. I know I put something in the group a couple days ago about a challenge that um, one of the software companies I use is running with story ideas. You can sign up for that and you can use a lot of those story ideas as Facebook posts as well. Um, I love looking for those like social media challenges that help you figure out what to post about. Um, that's why knowing your ideal client is really, really important. Because if you know who your ideal client is, you can say, okay, what are they struggling with, right? Like, so for example, Vanessa, I bet you a lot of the small businesses that you work with also struggle with what to post on social media. So go do some research on ideas for posting on social media and post those on your Facebook page. Right? Because that's something like everybody struggles with. Okay. You do not have to always post about things that are bookkeeping related. You want to figure out what the struggles are 
for people in your in, you know, for the people you want to serve and help them with those struggles. And sometimes those are going to be, you know, and if you want to get more time back on your plate so that you can, you know, work with your social media, hire me to do your bookkeeping, right? Um, so there's lots of lots of different ways that you can spin stuff like that, but it doesn't all have to be your own content. Okay, I think that's really, really important. Okay, we've made it through all of the questions for this week. Yay. When I get the slides from Nate, I will post those in the members area and I will let you know where those are. I think I'm going to put that under the trusted advisor module um, inside of bookkeeper training school um, so that you can uh, have access to that. Let's see. So let's see. Um, is it? Yeah, so I'm not sure what Diane is asking in, re in reply to Melissa's. Okay. Also, what you say when you ask your friends about sharing your business, tell them you're open. Or tell so, so what I do is I will just take one of my posts, right, that I want to get some traction. And usually it's like the post of like, hey guys, we have openings for four new clients this month, right? So we're almost at the end of August. So we're going to be looking at you know, September, right? And they like, guys, like Christmas is in less than four months. My birthday is four months from today. And Eric's birthday is four months from today. Okay. Um, good God, 2020 needs to be over. It really does. Um, but so the end of the year is four months away. So you know what that means? The beginning of tax season is four months away. Good God almighty. Okay. So like 2020 is almost over. So you could do that be like 2020 was a train wreck. Aren't you glad that there's only four months left in October in, in the year? You know what that means? Tax season is only four months away. Are your books in order for 2020? Okay. I am looking to take on three new clients in the month of September and you could be one of those clients, right? And get some graphic or something, right? Like you could do like a train wreck kind of thing or whatever. You can make it funny. You can make it serious, whatever you want to do. But then take that and share that on your personal page and go, hey guys, listen, you know, 2020 is almost over. If you know anybody who's looking for, um, tax season's not even over yet, Lauren. Um, if, you know, if, if you know somebody that is looking for a bookkeeper to help them get organized, okay, um, for this year or last year, because taxes um, for S-Corps are due the 15th of September and, um, Schedule C's individuals and C corps are due October 15th. So we still got tax returns. Um, people, so, um, but yeah, so that's how I'd share it. Melissa said, do people tend to look for bookkeepers more at tax time? No, people look for bookkeepers all the time. Um, I think the thing is, it's like, I think having those reminders that like, hey, hi, the year is almost over. Those of you whose bookkeeping is a train wreck, you know, um, it's, it, you got to try to, you know, it, it's time to get that going. And, and that kind of stuff is really good, like as little videos, you know, so if you're willing to do a little video and be like, hey, hi. And you, one thing I found that really works for video, I've done this with my students um, and I've done this just like in general, okay, when I do videos like start your video with a couple seconds of waving. 
Because think about it, when it's scrolling through somebody's feed, that's why like I'm constantly like moving my arms around and stuff like that, right? Because somebody's like, what is that? She having like, is she having like a heart attack? Is she okay? But like start like, and I did this with my students um, this semester. I started out the video by going like this. And the watch rate all the way through the video was fantastic because I didn't look super boring when I started the video, right? So I literally started the video and I'm like, hi, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, so like, I would do that, like be like, hey, stop. Is your bookkeeping a mess? It's time to get in order. Guys, four months till the end of the year. Like seriously, like I know we need 2020 to be over, but are you ready for it to be tax season again? Mm-mm, right? And it doesn't, it could just be like a little like 30 second video, but it's just to get people to stop. Um, a really good piece of advice that I got about social, and then I'll, I'll end here because I know I went way long. If you are on social, the image or the video is to get them to stop scrolling, right? So if you're going to put like an image in an Instagram post or in a Facebook post, the goal has got to be to get them to stop. Because think about what you do with your phones, right? You go like this, you're like, duh, 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 duh. and then something catches your eye and you're like, oh, what's that? And you stop, right? That's what we do. That's what you've got to do with your social media. Okay, so images to get people to stop and then your text, okay? Text gets you, get them to read and get them to act, okay? So pictures get them to stop, the text gets them to engage, okay? Vanessa, if you want more likes, just ask them to like. Say, hey guys, would you mind liking this post? That's all you gotta do. Um, you can also, if you want, you can you can just, and it's a, it depends on how you wanna do this. I do this whenever I start a page. I invite all my friends to the page, okay? And it's gotta be people I've known for a while, okay? I invite them to the page and I say, I'm in, there's a little box that you can fill out. And by default, it's like, I'm inviting you to like my page because I think you'll like it. Um, when I started the bookkeeper training school page, I invited all my friends and I said, I'm inviting you to this page because I think you or someone you know might make an amazing bookkeeper and I want to show you how. If it's not you, can you share this with people you know? And we got like 300 likes overnight. Okay. Because it was like, I think you or someone, you know, could benefit from this. Like who doesn't want to benefit or have someone they know benefit. Right. And so what I would do if I invited all my friends is I would say, um, I would say, uh, hi, I'm inviting you to like this page because I think you or someone, you know, might need a bookkeeper. If that's not you, can you please share this page with people, you know? Okay. And then like anybody who has a business or anybody with that supports you, anybody who knows anybody that has a business is going to like your page. So that's a really good way to kind of start the, the conversation with that. If I have an EIN already, but my LLC is not set up, will that be a problem? Yes, that's a problem. You can't get an EIN for a, for a business that you don't have yet. Because the problem is what happens if somebody else takes your name? Okay. What happens if somebody else takes your name? Now you have, because having the EIN does not hold the name for you. The only way that you can do that is you can actually file an application in most states, 
to hold the name of the business. Um, and they'll hold it for a certain period of time. I think it's like annual, uh, I think it might be a year. Um, it depends on the state, but yeah, you, cause there's nothing holding that name. So somebody else could grab it from you. Um, so yeah. And plus, and you don't have an LLC. So if you have an EIN, it's not valid because the LLC doesn't exist. So yeah. So you can't do that. Melissa, if I were you, I would like, I would be calling unemployment every single day and trying to get through to them. Um, oh, that's okay. So if you don't have the LLC yet, um, so if you did it, but the LLC paperwork is in, that's okay. That's just fine. Um, you know, I, I would wait to start up the bank account until you get confirmation and who knows, I mean, these states are just, they're, they're crazy right now. Um, the IRS is actually one, a good piece of information. The IRS has stopped sending out, um, they've stopped sending out letters about money being due because they're so far behind in processing mail, um, that they're just like, we're not going to send out letters anymore because, we're sending out letters and people have already paid or people are trying to straighten it out or whatever. And so, um, yeah, so it's going to take a bit. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I would just keep calling them Melissa and try to get on the horn with them and try to get them to figure that out for you. Cause it's tough. I know. Um, but yeah, no, it's fine. I would just kind of sit on the EIN. I probably wouldn't open my bank account yet. Um, until, and that's another reason too, that you might want to consider a DBA right now. DBAs are going through towns. Towns are processing things much faster than states are, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Tomorrow. Um, what is it? 10 o'clock? I don't even know. I haven't done my schedule yet for tomorrow, but I think, yeah, 10 o'clock tomorrow, we have a brainstorming session. If you have never been on a brainstorming session, you want to come to these when you can. Um, we do not record them. Okay. Um, I answer your questions. We go super in depth on things like social media. I will look at social media pages. I will look at websites. We will go over marketing strategy. Um, we talk about uh, mo the, the majority of the brainstorming calls usually has to do with naming your business, um, and marketing. Okay. So, but you can ask anything you want. Like we'll go through anything on those calls. Um, happy to help however I can, but we do not record those just because like, you know, everybody's on the calls and like everybody talks and, you know, it's a much more kind of personal thing. So, um, we don't record those. I try to move them around, you know, at different times. So sometimes I do them in the afternoon. Sometimes I do them in the morning. I'm trying to find like a weekend time that I can do one, but our weekends are kind of, you know, our weekends. So, um, but I'm trying to do at least one night or weekend every single month because I know some of you are busy during the day and you can't make it. All right. So if you suggest a time that would work for you, because you really want to go to one, um, shoot a message to support at bookkeepertrainingschool.com. Anita will send it to me and I'll see if it'll work on my schedule. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful afternoon. And I hope I see a bunch of you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Bye. Let's see.